And here we go. That's right. You're back in Redsline. And what do we got for you on this late night Redsline edition from the West Coast in San Diego? Of course, discovered by the Germans in 1904, they named it San Diego, which of course in German means whale's vagina. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Tanner Rourke pitched great. Zach Duke was used correctly. Robert Stevenson was lights out. Amir Garrett was a machine. And Russell Iglesias found his groove again and struck out the side for a nice little Reds win. That's right. The Reds went out to the West Coast, got swept by the Dodgers, but went out and went down the coast to San Diego and were able to get the victory 4-1. to one. And I'll tell you what, Tanner Rourke pitched brilliantly. He just got in a little trouble in the sixth inning, and uh, Zach Duke was used correctly. I can't even believe it. But let's get back to how this game started. Remember yesterday in the Reds line, Reds game recap where they lost and got swept to the Dodgers, and I said, where do we go from here? And I said it was going to San Diego. And it was Chris Paddock, another nice young right-hander like Walker Buehler. Well, the third pitch of the game, Joey Votto, batting leadoff, hits a home run to deep straightaway center. But I want to say something. David Bell! Just because Joey Votto hit a leadoff home run the first time he's ever done that in his career doesn't mean he's a leadoff hitter. So that's the problem when these crazy ideas work. But guess what, David Bell? You're one for three with Joey Votto leading off, so you're not even at 500. So anyway, David Bell, move Joey Votto down in the lineup. Find you a leadoff hitter. Anyway, so, actually, besides that, Paddock was just going to town on the Reds, so I don't want to get everybody all high and mighty about how great the offense is because Paddock was still pretty good lights out through 88 pitches over six innings, allowed three runs because he got into trouble in that sixth or the fifth. I can't remember which inning it was. It was the fifth. So he ended up coming back and, and pitching a score to sixth. What had happened in the fifth? Well, Scott Shebler, who couldn't hit water if he fell of a boat, walked. And then Tucker Barnhart, for some unknown reason, I haven't even covered this yet, they have the pitcher batting eighth and Tucker Barnhart batting ninth. David Bell! This is crazy! But anyway, so Scott Shebler walks. And then Tucker Barnhart is hitting, and he hits a nice jack to right field and it was a nice swing and Tucker Barnhart got his first home run and first RBIs of the season well I guess David Bell it worked batting him ninth but David Bell you can't be doing this man it's this is just like I don't even know how to describe it David Bell but this is the Reds did not win four to one because you had Joey Votto leading off and Tucker Barnhart batting ninth. I'm afraid it's going to happen again tomorrow. But anyways, so what happened? Tucker, 
or, or Tanner Rourke. You pitched great. You didn't even allow a run until like the uh, sixth inning, man. And uh, that was when they had to bring in Zach Duke. And you know what, David Bell, I'm actually proud of you. Because you had Eric Hosmer come up, and, his, and, and you either should have let Tanner Rourke pitch, but no, you learned from yesterday with Cody Bellinger. You brought in your loogie. Now, at that point, I might have been leaning towards bringing in Amir Garrett because of Hosmer. But here's the point. I don't mind when you use four relievers when one of them is a loogie, Zach Duke, who was actually used correctly for once this year. You brought in Zach Duke. He strikes out Eric Hosmer. And then what do you do? You bring in another pitcher, Robert Stevenson. Now that's correct strategy, David Bell. So I'm really proud of you for learning from your past mistakes. Because Zach Duke is not a middle reliever. He's a loogie. So I think David Bell probably listened to my Reds line episode about Zach Duke, but he's not listening about the Joey Votto leadoff dichotomy that does not work. Anyway, to make a long story short, Zach Duke strikes out Hosmer, and then Robert Stevenson comes in, man, and he finishes up that a third of an inning, and then he pitches through the seventh. And I'll tell you what, he pitched an inning and a third. Now, he did allow a hit. But if they had anybody else fielding, I don't even know what was going on. Derek Dietrich, I like you, but you got you can't be over there in left center field. Uh, any other time, any other position, that would have been a, a long fly out to deep left field. But it landed. Derek Dietrich was about two steps behind it. And that's the only reason Rourke even has a run on his uh, record. He pitched five and a third innings. And he pitched pretty darn good. Not going to lie. Uh, Rourke's uh, line tonight, five and a third, four hits, one earned run, two walks, five Ks, lowered his ERA down to 3.60, which is respectable. But I'll tell you what, Tanner Rourke, I'm putting you on my bad things list anyway because I said yesterday, if you didn't go seven, you're going on my bad things list. So I got to stick to my word, man. That's how it rolls over here in Redsline. See, we got credibility in Redsline, unlike the other Cincinnati media. No offense. I do like Mo Egger. That guy's on point. Anyway, to make a long story short, they go in and uh, Amir Garrett comes in and, man, he was like, Lights out, too. Just a machine. He's like Terminator. And then uh, how Rossell Iglesias, who everybody was worried about. I wasn't really worried about him. All I knew that Rossell Iglesias needed to do was get get out there and get into some uh, closing situations. They don't use him right. And when they did use him right, they tried to use him three innings early in the season. I think that really jacked him up. But he struck out the side in the bottom of the ninth, man, against the Padres. So you got to give way big props to Rasiel Iglesias. And uh, other than that, oh, let me tell you else. What about the gravy run? What about the cherry on top run? Oh, remember my ninety-nine? My sorry, I need to. I need to go back a few little words. My world-famous, universally renowned, known 99.7% of always being right, ladies and gentlemen. Jesse Winker comes up in the bottom or the top of the ninth. And what's he do? He Phil Mickelson's another home run to left field. 
His fifth home run of the year. Now, where are all these people that told me Joey or Jesse Winker wasn't Joey Votto 2.0? Where are all these people that told me Jesse Winker didn't have power? And I'm sorry, Reds announcers. You're making the... I have to, I have to laugh, man. Do these guys not have any notes from the minors? Jesse Winker did not develop power because of the Louisville Bats huge stadium. That's not what tricked the people of not knowing Winker's power. It's because he's a left-handed hitter with natural loft. And also, he had a wrist injury. Man, guys, update your notes. Anyways, to make a long story short, Jesse Winker, have, have I have always said, he has natural loft in his swing, and he puts good wood on the baseball. He drives it. There's good exit velo there. But the whole point is his swing. It has natural lift, natural loft. And that's why he gets under the baseball. But he's so good of a hitter, he's not driving him to right field. He's knocking him to left field. I think four of his five home runs are the opposite field. Heck, all five of them might be. I don't know, but the last four have all been Phil Mickelson slice shots to left field. And what have I said about that? That's when you know you're seeing the ball really good. Now, Jesse Winker's batting third. And I'm not saying that's a good position for him. I think he should be batting a little lower in the lineup, but I'll take it. Actually, that's where Joey Votto needs to be hitting. So maybe, just maybe, you need to bat Votto third, Suarez or Puig fourth, and Winker fifth. I don't know, but I'm telling you what, ladies and gentlemen, Jared Roberts of Reds Nation number 4192, and your hostess with the mostest from Reds line, has always been right about Winker. Park him in left field, play him 155 games or 154, whatever you can, and he's going to have 30 bombs this year. It's not even it's not even debatable. The guy's swing is perfect for natural loft, and that's why the guy's going to have a 400 on base percentage. He's going to bat 300. The only reason he didn't bat 300 the year he hit 299, which I think might have been last year, is because they decided to bring back Preston Tucker to. Cut into Irvin and Winker's playing time. It was insane! Anyways, so to make a long story short, you plug out Winker there in left field the rest of the year, you're going to have an all-star, you know what I'm saying, in July, and you're going to have a great player, man. He's Adam Dunn, who is going to hit for 300. He's Joey Vado 2.0, man. I'm telling you right now, you got an all-star here. In fact, he's not that great at defense, but I'm prepared to... Man, you need to think about locking him up. Don't waste those pre-arbitration years like you did with Devin Mesoraco and every other young player you get. Anyway, so that put the Reds up 4-1. to one. Iglesias comes out, shuts down the side with the... Strikes out the side, shuts that down. But I'm telling you what, don't get too excited. Paddock pitched pretty good. He's a rookie pitcher, and he's no world beater, but he does have pretty good stuff, man. I'm telling you what, he was pounding the zone inside fastballs, and uh, now the Reds did win 4-1, to and this was a perfect baseball game to get the Reds back on track. But David Bell, bat Votto third, bat Winker fifth, and figure out your lineup. I would go Suarez second, Puig fourth, and put whoever you think is going to be. And, you know, I would rather have Tucker Barnhart leading off than this show that you got. Anyways, so let's get down to the good things. 
Number one on my list is Jesse Winker. He's going to be 300. He's going to be 30 home runs. He's going to be 100 RBIs if they bet him lower in the lineup. He's going to score 100 runs. He's going to walk 100 times. He's going to OPS hopefully over 1,000, man. Maybe not 1,000, but he should. OPS 9, 950, maybe even more. I don't know. But anyways, Jesse Winker. You and Phil Mickelson have got to get a poster together. I'll hang that in my office. It's going to be awesome. Anyways, so let's go to my good things number two. Joey Votto, you're plugged into the leadoff hole, probably against your will, but you said you'd do anything for the team to win. You don't care where you hit. I like that attitude. You're trying to help out this rookie manager. But Joey Votto. You let off the game of the home run. You've never done that before. It was awesome. I'm proud of you. That's number two on the year for you. I think if you just get in the groove that's and, and, and start striking the ball, and you're driving the ball really good, man, both your home runs, if I'm not mistaken, have been to deep center field. So Joey Votto just needs to get a little more protection in the lineup, and I think Puig provides that. And I think Votto will – hopefully I'm, I'm praying that Votto – comes out this year with 25 to 30-plus home runs because he hit, what, 36 a couple years ago and then 12 last year. Joey Votto, just just keep attacking the ball, man. You're my number two good things list. And number three, Tanner Rourke. I would not, I would almost put you on there if you would have made it to the seventh, but I'm going to give the third thing to Rossell Iglesias. Rossell. You were out there and you were struggling, man, but you came out today with a 4-1 lead and you came out there with your guns a-blazing and you got your save. And I'm really proud of you. That's your third save of the season. I know you wish you had more. And I know that's why you're rusty because you weren't getting used a lot because this is only the sixth win of the year and you've saved half the wins. So anyway, to make a long story short, Rosella Iglesias, I'm really happy for you. I'm going to go ahead and stretch our good things to one more. I I do this every now and then. Tucker Barnhart, even though you were batting ninth in the lineup and you had to look at Scott Shovel on base for some unknown reason, you hit that home run. It was a windmill, nice little cool swing that you got, compact, and you hit a two-run home run. And you give the Reds a lead. And I'm really, I'm really happy about that. I'm really proud of you. And, uh, well, you already had the lead. But that's neither or. You patted the lead, my friend. That was in the fifth. The sixth is when the uh, Reds got the got the run against them on that uh, way, way, way late fly ball or whatever. Anyway, that should have been an out. Anyway, so let's get to the bad things. David Bell, you're number one on my list again. Quit batting Joey Votto leadoff. Just because you won today doesn't mean that that's working. I don't care what you think. That's the worst thing about this win, if you can say there's a bad thing about a win, is that you think your strategy worked. That's not what happened. You just had a good baseball game. You got to bat Joey Votto third in this lineup, and you got to find some guys to get on base in front of him, and your offense will roll. Okay, number two on the bad things list. Well, I don't know what to say about number two. I don't want to put Tanner Rourke number two because 
He's getting number three on the bad things. And you know what, Tanner Rourke? You don't even really need to be on the bad things list, but I'm a man of my word. I said if you didn't do seven innings tonight, yesterday, I said if you didn't do those seven innings, you're going on the bad things list. So what can we do about number two? Uh, you know what? No, number one was David Bell. Number two will be David Bell. Quit betting somebody that's not the pitcher ninth. You're not Tony LaRusa. And if you want to be Brian Price Jr., get out of here with that stuff, man. I'm trying to defend you, David Bell. So you're number one and number two on the bad things list. So number three, Mr. Tanner Rourke. Now I'm kind of proud of you because you were lights out and putting up donut holes, man, for the first five innings. And really, that sixth inning wouldn't get really out of hand. I'm really proud of Zach Duke. No, Zach Duke probably should have went on my good things list, but I was already at four. Anyways, so back to you, Mr. Roarark. This is a light tap, tap, taparoo about the number three bad things. But I'm really proud of you because you pitched great. You lowered your A down to 3.60. But technicality has to put you on the bad things list. Because I said I would do it yesterday. Accountability and credibility is everything in any business. So I'm sure you respect that, Tanner Rourke. Anyways, so where do we go from here? Well, they're not going anywhere. They got another game against the Padres. And it's who? Disco. And I'm telling you what. This is going to test my 99.7 world-famous percentage of always being right that's universally known around the Milky Way and beyond because I'm saying Disco's a reliever. Now, I hope, Disco, that the fact that you're in Petco Park, that you have a good game. But credibility, as I've been saying on this show, is number one. And I'm glad Marty Brenneman brought that up on ESPN on Sunday Night Baseball in Mexico. Because it reminds me of the way I wanted to be when I started this Reds Line podcast show. So, Disco, I'm hoping you can pull out another win for the Reds. But I don't think it's going to happen. Maybe they'll win despite you. But if I'm wrong and you go out there and you throw six, seven innings of two earned runs or less and you keep your hits down, and I don't mean like giving up ten hits and six innings I'm giving up. I'm talking about if you give a good six innings, seven innings maybe, and I'm not even married to the seven-inning thing. Hey, hey, we're just as good as the uh, uh, eight-minute folk. You know, we got seven minutes. You know, and if you're not satisfied with that seventh minute, we'll send you that extra eighth minute for free. Anyway, Disco, back to this. If you go six innings and you give up like six hits or less, I'm going to call it successful. But I'm afraid you're going to give up another four or five earned runs. So Disco, prove me wrong. But I think the Reds will win. I think their offense will go come around tomorrow. And I think the Reds will put up a 7 or 8 spot because the Reds hit three home runs today, man. You know the offense is just waiting to just erupt like a sleeping giant. So anyway, Disco, try and prove me wrong tomorrow, man. But I think, in fact, I'd really like you to pitch good because I'd really like to trade you to the Seattle Mariners for Evan White 
and Matthew Festa and uh, maybe even get Kyle Lewis, their center fielder that's kind of been used to be a number one pick, not a number one overall pick, but their number one pick a few years ago. I think if Disco Pitch is good, they could uh, parlay him into some spare, uh, not spare parts, I shouldn't say that. That's uh, Dick Williams' strategy, getting spare parts. Uh, get two or three good parts to uh, build some more uh, talent on this roster. Anyway, to make a long story short, Disco, you're going up against, I think it's Wyatt Strom. He used to play for the Royals. He's okay. He's not some world beater. He's 0-2 with a 4-2-6 ERA. I'm, I'm, putting the, I'm putting the onus on the offense. you got to destroy this guy. And I don't mean that in a real bad way. Don't, like, you know, start throwing bombs or anything. But I'm just saying, Reds offense, you got an opportunity to go to town on this guy. And Disco, your 7.43 ERA isn't looking good for trading purposes. So you need to put in a good performance. I'd rather have you... Pitch good so I can trade you. Or even though another bad start might regulate to the bullpen, maybe that's what's best long-term for the Reds, man. I don't know. Anyway, so what else can we talk about before we close down Reds line? Well, ladies and gentlemen, today was a picture-perfect win Four to one. They used Zach Duke correctly. Robert Stevenson and Amir Garrett were uh, rocking, firing in the bullpen. Rosella Glacius came out, shut the door. Good morning, good afternoon, good night. Struck out the side, and uh, you know you can't be more happy about a win today. It was a baseball four to one win. You know, it wasn't some crazy 10 to nothing blowout. It wasn't a 2 to 1 pitching duel. It was just a nice 4 to 1 baseball game. And really, they got to string some of these together, man. I mean, you got to be the blue collar Reds. And I hate to say that, but you just got to take your lunch pail to work, man, and pound out uh, at bats, pound the strike zone. And at the end of 27 outs on both sides, man. You have the opportunity to win. And that's what the Reds got to do to turn this t- season around. Because this is game recap, I think, 18. There's 6 and 12. So you got to win another six games in a row to just to get to 500. Now, I'm not asking you to win seven games in a row here. But you got to start winning series. And by May 10th or 15th, you got to be at 500 if you're going to figure this deal out. Anyways, I'm going to shut down the Reds line for tonight. So, uh, congratulations to Russell Iglesias, Zach Duke, Joey Votto, Jesse Winker, Tucker Barnhart, Robert Stevenson, Amir Garrett. You did great. And uh, wait before I go. Jose Peraz is 0 for 22, and uh, I'm not saying he's done or put a fork in him, but that's why I got a 99.7 percentage of always being right, ladies and gentlemen, in Reds Nation. So you stay classy, Cincinnati.